book of Jonah. A little backstory here. Uh, Jonah was told to go out unto the world, or not in the world, unto Nineveh, and preach to these people. People he didn't like. Well, yet, uh, so he didn't. So he thought he was going to hide. So he went and fled and hid in a ship, went to sleep. Mariners caught up with him there in verse 5 and said, Oh, sleeper. You know, it's funny, we talk, talking, you know, you don't get to choose your own nicknames. And then, uh, you know, my son was reading his Bible. We was reading our Bibles there Thursday evening. And uh, Silas goes, Hey, look at this, Dad. They called Jonah being a type of Christ and Joseph being a type. You know what they called Joseph? Oh, dreamer. Oh, the dreamer boy. <laughs> so they chose his nickname for him. But, uh, you know, he said, hey, Dad, didn't it? So I thought that was pretty cool. But anyhow, so Jonah, does, Jonah doesn't willingly want to go out of the ship. The mariners cast him overboard. The, the mariners get right. They know who God is now. He's the God of heaven, the God of earth, the God of the seas. And they call upon him. In verse number 14, and they had feared him exceedingly in verse number 16. And we get here to verse number 17. And in verse number 17, I mean, I've prayed about this. There's so many directions you could go about this. And then uh, I think I might go one direction with it when I kind of tie it all up in, up in types, typologies, you know. I don't think I wanted to go that way, but uh, Jonah being in hell and whatnot. There's a lot of places you can go with this verse. And uh, kind of like Pastor Sermon, not this morning, this morning's was really good. But yesterday, or last Sunday's, not last Sunday's, that was like a, a steak breakfast. <laughs> that was a meaty one. I was like, man, I'm going to have to go re-listen to that, kind of make some notes in my Bible, because that was a lot of meat to take in. It was like steak and just a little bit of water, steak, a little bit of water, you know. It was, it was a lot there, so I mean... I try not to get that way, and that's when I, when I started looking into this verse and going through, I was like, man, there's a lot of meat here, you know what I mean? And I'm not, amen, I want to study to show myself approved and uh, not just kind of fumble through that, amen. But if you would, if, let's read through 17 through uh, verse number, chapter 2 and verse number 10. So Jonah chapter 1, verse 17 said, Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly and said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me. Out of the belly of hell cried I, and thou heardest my voice. For thou hadst cast me into the deep in the midst of the seas, and the floods compassed me about, and all thy billows and thy waves passed over me. Then I said, I am cast out of thy sight, yet will I look again toward thy holy temple." The waters compassed me about even to the soul. The depth closed round about me. The weeds were wrapped about my head. I went down to the bottoms of the mountains. The earth with her bars was about me forever. Yet hast thou brought up my life from corruption. O Lord, my God, when my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord and my prayer came into thine, to, unto thee in thine holy temple. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that the, that I have vowed salvation of, of the Lord. And the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. <laughs> kind of funny there, but... You know, I thought about that when uh, 
Are you, and that's what gave me that one title a long time ago. Are you a pastor? Are you a puke? And, but the Lord wouldn't give me that title. I think there's a better title in that. I think it's, uh, are you a Jonah? Or are you a Jesus? Amen. Because there's a greater than Jonah that shows up. Jonah was, Jesus was a lot better than Jonah. So, uh, I see here the, it says in verse number 17, it said, Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah. That's the first thing the Lord prepares in this, in here. He also prepares in, uh, Jonah chapter four, and it says, And the Lord God prepared a great, prepared a gourd. Verse number seven, that same chapter, he prepared a worm. And when the morning rose, in verse number eight, he prepared a vehement east wind. There's four things he prepares here. But you also see, I mean, I mean, I actually had this written down, but Pastor already covered it this morning. He prepared that body in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 5. I got it written down right here, but Pastor already beat me to it. So it's all right. It just lets me know I'm on the same page. Amen. I don't want to get too far ahead, but Anna actually brought up Second Chronicles chapter 6. And it's another passage that's later on in this sermon, but let you know you're on track with the same spirit. Amen. So I thank you, Lord, for that little confirmation. But, uh, you know, hell wasn't prepared for us. It was prepared for the devil and his angels. And then turn to John chapter 14. Hold your place there in Jonah. John chapter 14, some comforting words. He's a great God, amen. John chapter 14 says, Let not your heart be troubled. (laughs) That's some comforting words. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And you ever think about that? Do you? What's going to be like up there? I can't, you know, it's hard to fathom sometimes. Just hard to imagine, you know what I mean? You get these details, but then what's it all going to really be like? What's the house going to be like? What are the mansions? And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Very popular. Thomas said, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. I never really remembered those, the part that came up there before those verses until, you know, we always quote that one, but you know what? He's up there preparing a place. Every time I quote that, I'm going to probably start trying to think of that. You know what? He's preparing a place for me and you. And all those that are saved, born again, child of God, He's preparing a place for you. He created this great fish. Swallow up Jonah. Turn back over there to Jonah. It says, And the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. I mean, can you imagine that? Right? I mean, 
I mean, the gross, the grossest thing I think I've done is probably gut a deer. Where you get in there and the Mickey guts, you know what I mean? And, but to be swallowed by a whale. We say it doesn't say whale here, but in the next, in Matthew it says it was a whale. Jesus teaches that it was a whale. But she's in there with the, the guts, in the belly, in the stomach. I mean, the smell. Smoked salmon. I have no idea. I mean, your nose was getting a whole bunch of it. It probably stinked, Brother Doyle, huh? <laughs> Doyle knows about fishing. It wasn't, it wasn't good. Stomach acids. You know, maybe the Lord brought those out, you know what I mean? Because He did prepare it for him, but it wasn't pleasant. It was not a good time. The taste. Imagine it wasn't just salt from the sea. Imagine it was pretty gross. What it felt like. Jonah says there in verse number 5, says, The waters compassed me about even to the soul. The depth closed me round about the weeds. The weeds were wrapped about my head. So there was some stuff in there. Kind of gross. Kind of weird. Might I add, this is one of those passages that people often say, well, you don't really think that happened, do you? Yeah. Yeah, I do. You realize Jesus mentioned it? I mean, as much as I believe creation, I believe this. As much as I believe this whole book. I mean, Jesus taught it. Other fish flopping by him. How soon did he die? I'll answer that one at a later one. Was it instant? Was it cried on? How soon after his prayer did he come out? Just thoughts. Jonah was in that belly. He was in there three days and three nights. Turn over there to Matthew chapter 12. Hold your place there in Jonah. Matthew chapter 12. And in verse number 38, it says, Then certain of the scribes and of the Pharisees answered, saying, Master, we would see a sign from thee. But he answered and said to them, An evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall be no sign be given to it but the sign of the prophet Jonas. For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Amen. Jesus believed Jonah to be real. He accepted this book to be factual. Unlike other people. That didn't really happen, did it? Yeah. Yeah, you bet it did. Jesus taught that the prepared fish was a whale. I've heard people say, well, it wasn't a whale. It was just a fish he prepared. I said, well, he, Jesus said it was a whale over in Matthew. Oh, okay. Jesus said Jonah was a picture of his death and the burial and the resurrection. Hence, while I'll never preach, are you a pastor or are you a puke? <laughs> I am not going to refer to my Lord and Savior that way. Amen. Psalm chapter 22, turn there. It's without a doubt. A, it just goes right with the, the crucifixion and 
the similarities there with Jonah chapter 2. Psalm chapter 22. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? O my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not. And in the night season, and, and am not silent. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in thee, they trusted, and thou didst deliver them. They cried unto thee, and were delivered. They trusted in thee, and were not confounded. But I am a worm, and no man a reproach to men, and despised of the people. All they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lip. They shake the head, saying, He trusted on the Lord that He would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing that He delighted in him. That sound familiar? But Thou art He that took me out of the womb. Thou didst make me hope when I was upon my mother's breasts. I was cast upon Thee from the womb. Thou art my God from my mother's belly. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, for there is none to help. Many bulls have compassed me. Strong bulls of Bashan have beset me round. They gaped upon me with their mouths as ravening and roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax and is melted in the midst of my bowels. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue cleaveth to my jaws. And thou hast brought me into the dust of death. For dogs have compassed me. The assembly of the wicked have enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I may tell all my bones they look and stare at me. They, they part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. Sound familiar? Be not thou far from me, O Lord, O my strength. Haste thee to help thee, me. Deliver my soul from the sword, my darling from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth, for thou hast heard me from the horns of the unicorns. I will declare thy name unto my brethren in the midst of the congregation while I praise thee, almost like a you know, the rising of the resurrection. Yea, that the, yea, they that fear the Lord praise him. All ye the seed of Jacob glorify him and fear him. Ye are the seed of Israel. For he hath not despised nor abhorred the affliction of thine afflicted. Neither had he hid his face from him. But when he cried unto them, he heard. And that's comforting. The Lord hear you. My praise shall be of the great congregation when I pay my vows before them that fear Him. You know, David prays, verse number one, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And Jonah prays over there, I prayed by reason of my affliction. Similar similarities. You know what? Don't wait till you get into a bad place to cry out to the Lord. I mean, I was talking about that with Brother Dennis down there. Brother Dennis, it was good to see Brother Dennis this morning here. Last time I was up, when I appeared, I asked him, I said, Dennis, well, Dennis calls and he asked for prayer, and I told him, hey, thanks for praying for my dad. Uh, my dad went down to Arizona and came back, and he prayed for safe travels for him. My dad got back safe, so I just wanted to tell Brother Dennis, you know, thank you. You know, that, that meant a lot. And I asked Brother Dennis, so I said, how many is on your prayer list now, Brother Dennis? And he goes, over 600. <laughs> I was like, so I'm sitting there like, <laughs> you know, and I go, how long does it take you to pray for that? He goes, uh, over a couple hours at night. <laughs> Amen. 
That's cool, amen. Man, I'm telling you, I, I, Dennis, hey, pray for me on this too, please. <laughs> you know, <laughs> amen. You know, he's doing a lot for us. He's doing a lot for me. Amen. He's getting my prayers answered. He's protecting my family. So thank you, Brother Dennis. But, uh, you know, the Lord hears it, you know, and I, we're talking about J- Jonah, you know. You know, it's good just to keep contact with God before you get to the whale. Because we all, I mean, but if it wasn't for a lot of them whales, we'd have never cried out the storms like the mariners did. The affliction that we get that's going to bring God glory because we called upon His name and we trusted in Him. Am I making sense? Now you can you can pray anywhere. <laughs> Jonah prayed in the belly of a whale. You can pray anywhere. You know, I was, I was came to my mind, but I'm, we was down there in in uh, Kansas, and uh, Joe and I was driving, and uh, his wife's minivan broke down in the Walmart parking lot. She had to get a bunch of stuff for the church, and uh, all of a sudden her van won't start. Well, they got to get going, this and that, and blah, 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 you know. And uh can't get the thing started. So Joe's like, what are we going to do? She goes, oh, I'm going to pray. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. And, uh, Sharon Brown, she starts praying. And all of a sudden, I mean, it was like three, four minutes later. Up comes this cowboy guy. He jumps out of his truck. Hey, y'all got car problems around here? <laughs> we're like, yeah, the starter, it won't start. Well, did you try banging on that starter a little bit? He just walks over here. Let me tell you. Okay, yeah, that's probably the starter problem. Walks over his truck, grabs this chunk of rebar, fills around some stuff, grabs some rebar. Where's the starter at? Ding, 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 ding. Just starts banging on it. Give it a chance. Fires right up. She goes, thank you. All right, see you guys later. <laughs> just like, thank you, Lord. Appreciate that one. I mean, that quick. Not that quick, but I mean, couple snaps quick. You know what I mean? It's great. Lord, what are we going to do? I mean, again, we've got a tow bill, you know what I mean? Got this and that, and all of a sudden, you know, Cowboy Bob pops up, man, piece of rebar he got floating in the back of his truck, fixed the car, thank you, Jesus, prawn! Down the road we go. I mean, you can't, you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> yeah, you know. God is good. God is great. God is waiting for you to call out to Him. Not when you're just in the whale, but all the time. Amen. I, we need that. Cry out and thank Him for being God. Thank Him for being good. Thank Him for being merciful. Even when the storms come. And the Lord loves who He chastens. Amen. That's what it says. I'm going to turn there. Pastors is Romans chapter 12, but I'm going to say dub mine Hebrews chapter 12. So Hebrews chapter 12, if you will. <laughs> you know, I know I've probably turned there a few times. It's a, it's Mike's go-to because, amen, I need corrected. I have not achieved the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 5 says, And ye have forgotten 
the exhortation, which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. That's Proverbs chapter 3.11. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. Amen. It teaches something out of it. Paul goes out to say that, you know what? We took, we took whoopings from our dads, from our fleshly fathers. How much more are we not going to take a little whooping because he loves us from our heavenly father? You know, the father of spirits. You know, it's because he loves you. He's corrected you. You can stay right there, but first, I should have it memorized. First Timothy 3.16. All scripture is given for inspiration. By inspiration. For doctrine. It's profitable. Let's just turn here. I apologize. Should just have Pastor quote it. Nope, that's not it. Second Timothy. Yeah, Second Timothy three. So I apologize. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. You know, it's profitable. For doctrine, those truths that are set there in stone. But for reproof, for correction. You know, the Lord had to correct me. Just here, and I'll admit it. You know, and I've shared it with the teens. You ever open up your Bible and you get corrected by the Lord? I was listening to preaching sermons, this and that, and all of a sudden I had a I had this verse. Evil communications corrupt good manners. There's no preacher preach on that. Holy Spirit's just saying, evil communications corrupt good manners. Not because sometimes I say words I ought not to. When you smash my finger, praise the Lord, usually isn't the first thing that comes out of my mouth. I'm just being honest. Okay? But you know what I found out when I opened that verse? 1 Corinthians 15.33 there's three words that go right before that. And you know what they are? Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Now the Lord points that out to me. This is just me, me confessing to you all. For correction. For reproof. The man of God may be thoroughly furnished. And all good works. Now I got a choice now. I can go watch more Joe Rogan and his podcast and listen to him cuss. Because evil communications from other people, even though I'm not talking with them, they're talking with me. Right? 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 And what you're listening to, they're communicating with you. I go, why, man, why do I say these bad words sometimes? <laughs> Ego communications corrupt good manners. For correction. Be not deceived. Praise Him for His faithfulness. 
dealing with me as a son, chastening me a little bit because I need corrected. You get bitter about it. We won't go there. Jonah prayed his God. Turn back over there. Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly. It was his God. He says, my God. Verse number 6. You know, he's still got faith and he, and he knows God won't abandon him. God heard this disobedient preacher. Amen. God will hear you. Reason of my affliction. Turn over there to Psalms again, chapter 119. Just some simple Bible truths here. Psalms chapter 119 and verse number 67 says, Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now have I kept that word. That'll bring you back. Verse 71. It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. I mean, it's good for us. You're not going to hear Joel Osteen preach that one. You're not going to hear it preached hardly ever. But where are you going to get your strength? Where are you going to get your trust? Where are you going to get your faith? Unless the Lord answers that. He delivered me out of the lion. He delivered me out of the bear. And this dude, he's going down. That's pretty much in the nutshell what David said. Who's this guy? The Lord delivered me from a lion and a bear. This guy ain't nothing. Watch this. And there he goes with the Lord. Done. Verse number 75. <clears throat> I know, O Lord, that thy judgments are right, and that thou in faithfulness hast afflicted me. He help you. God answers our prayers. He hears us. And when you get back a little bit, and I think about this, you, this, this little book of remembrance. That's what it says over there, Malachi, right? The book of remembrance was written. Those that spake often one to another and them that feared the Lord. They wrote a book of remembrance. When's the Lord answered your prayer? And then share it with somebody.
It encourages people. I mean, Dennis, can I pray for your dad? You bet it. You bet. Please. My dad's had a stroke. He's driving all the way down to Arizona and back with half his body. Yes, please pray that he makes it back safely. Thank you, Dennis, for praying. Might be just a little prayer, but it's big in my eyes. It's important to me. Has he heard you lately? Has he corrected you? Has he blessed you? You can share a blessing in there too. Amen. The Lord has blessed me beyond measure. I am just a, I got an eighth grade education. I don't like sharing that because it's, it's, it's humbling. It's humiliating. Last grade I completed. I got two GEDs. And I make more money than, I don't know, guaranteed over 75% of college educated people. I'd say that's probably about right. The Lord just had blessed me, trusting in Him. You bless somebody else. Did you share it? And I told that, that Nathan Cosper, and I told the, told the teens down there, no, so this is how the Lord's got to really lay it out simply for me when it's the Lord that's doing it. Because sometimes I'm like, was that you, Lord? Yes! <laughs> you know, why couldn't you just said that the first time? You know, <laughs> you know. But I, I hope that I don't want to say it. this Nathan Cothran, guy I led to the Lord when I worked for a company, took three days to lead this guy to the Lord, and he got saved. Right? So I got him a job at another place, and uh, I told him, I said, look, this is just a stepping stone for you. This company's really not that good of a company. And uh, anyhow, Lord put him on my heart to call him up. Say, hey man, how you been? Said, Mike, I cannot believe you called me right now. <laughs> I mean, this guy got saved. He restored his family up there. He wouldn't see his family because he was on drugs. Now he's got two kids. And I mean, he's doing really good. You know, restored his life with his family. You know what I mean? The Lord's been good to him. And I call him up and just, and he goes, you know what? I, I don't really like it here. I said, well, I told you that. I told you it's just a stepping stone, you know. He goes, well, I should have went to Clinger like you said. I said, well, I'll make a phone call right now. Made a phone call, got him a job over here at this place. Hopefully that guy doesn't watch this video. <laughs> but So I got him a job over there. No sooner that happened, two, two, like, not even that, like 20 minutes later that happens. He's like, wow, thank you, Mike. His name was Nathan Cothran. Nathan Coltrane calls me. Hey, I got a job. Can you do a job for me? Put in a you know, double-wide mobile, some brick around it. I'm looking at my phone going, is this the same guy? Did I spell his name wrong? Now, that might you might not think it's that similar, but I don't take coincidences, you know what I mean? Nathan Cothrain, Nathan Coltrane, the Lord just said, here, you know what, you're going to be a blessing to this guy? I'll be a blessing to you. Don't tell me, Lord, don't do that. Yeah. Don't tell me. I wouldn't believe you anyway. Show me some scripture. So time goes on and I give him the job and then I call him up because I'm getting ready to go to, they had a memorial for Klinger Masonry. So I'm going to bring your name up there and try to get you on with the good crews, with the good guys there that are good masons and good people to work with. <clears throat> and I just call him up. I haven't even talked to this other guy. 
And I'm telling Nathan, I said, yeah, man. He goes, Mike, you wouldn't even believe. I mean, this was totally like the God just did this. I go, I know. I said, I'm telling you. I says, yeah. And I said, and I go, let me tell you something. And right after that, I said this, Nathan, and I look at my phone, my phone's ringing. I was just about to ready to tell him about Nathan Coltrane calling me. And Nathan Coltrane's calling me. (laughs) Right there on the phone as I'm driving across the 205 bridge. Be a blessing to somebody. Just help them out. He answers your prayer. Amen. We gotta remember that. You got to. He delivered me over here. He helped this guy over there. I watched him do a miracle over there. And the problem is, is people forget. Yeah. And all of a sudden you get, you know, in a pickle and Lord's like, you cried out to me last time, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Jesus got Bible, <laughs> you know. I don't know. I'm sorry, <laughs> you know. It really is that simple. <laughs> oh, it bless your heart for it. You know what? You want more. I live for those times, man. I really do. It's nice to be a blessing. It's nice to be used to God. I don't want to be thrown overboard. But God restored him too, though. God's gracious. God's merciful. God's great. How great he is. Verse number three in Jonah. Chapter number two. For thou hast cast me into the deep in the midst of the seas and the floods compassed me about all thy billows and waves passed over me. Now that's judgment. That's what water usually speaks of. And you just soak through like that. Like me and Noah. Here he acknowledges God for what happened to him. For thou hadst cast me into the deep. You know what he doesn't say? Well, those mariners doesn't blame somebody else. Well, they're the reason I'm this happened to me. As some people will do. You've seen it. And why can't you just accept it? Why can't you just get right? It really is that easy. But some people just won't do it. Some people won't acknowledge their sin. Won't acknowledge their pride. They won't acknowledge that they need to forgive somebody. And they'll get bitter. And that even goes down even there further and Hebrews chapter 12, that root of bitterness gets in there. And it ruins a Christian. Ruins them. You can hear it when they talk. You're just like, ooh. Those guys couldn't row hard enough. 
If they'd have rode harder, I could have made it to land, and I wouldn't be in here. <laughs> nope, I don't think that's the solution. <laughs> Troubles came. Jonah seeking God. Just like the mariners in chapter 1. What would we do without God? I started thinking about that, those mariners. I mean, I've never... The first, the only time I've ever been way far out, we went with that Roy that used to go at the, at the church here. And we went out with Roy, and we went, I don't even think that far, like 20, 30 miles. But when you go 20, 30 miles out in the ocean, Doyle's probably been a lot further than I have. And you get all the way out there, and you look this way, and there's no land. And you look this way, and there's no land. And you look this way, and there's no land. And you look this way, there's no land. <laughs> Lord, can you just make it to where we get back? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, you know. You know you aren't going to swim that far. I mean, I've heard it said that there's no unbelievers amongst the mariners, you know what I mean? And you can kind of get that, you know what I mean? It's like, man, you get all the way out there and you don't know nothing from nothing until you, you know, you're looking at the stars. Oh, yeah, we got to go this way, you know. And they know it, but it's scary. They called out to God. What would we do with that alone? Psalm 42. I mean, man, I, I thought I'd be further along than this. These verses go right there with it. Psalm chapter 42. And in verse number 7 and 8. Deep calleth unto deep. At the noise of thy water spouts, all the waves and thy billows are gone over me. Yet the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime, and in the night his song shall be with me, and my prayer unto the God of my life. And I like that verse. I really do. The God of my life. Amen. Turn back over to the book of Jonah. Book of Jonah. He says, Then I am cast out of thy sight, yet will I look again toward thy holy temple. He was cast out of his sight, he thinks. Habakkuk chapter 1, verse 13 says, speaking of, speaking of God, it says, Thou art of purer eyes than to behold evil. And cannot look on iniquity. You know what? You ain't going to get to heaven in your self righteousness. Ain't going to happen. Isaiah 45, verse 22 says, You got to look on the Lord. The blood of Jesus Christ washed away your sin. Jonah's baptized in verse 3. He goes to hell in verse 2. You know, water cannot wash away your sin. Jonah loses his life in a horrible way. He goes to hell. You know, as a saved, born-again believer, you know that can't happen to us. You might lose some rewards. 
But I love Romans chapter 8. It's being persuaded. Look at Romans chapter 8. I'll try to tie this thing up with it. I close on that one. Nothing's going to separate you from the love of God as a born again believer. Romans chapter 8 and verse number 38 says, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I got those highlighted in three different colors because they've been such a comfort to me. Are you persuaded? Are you persuaded that there's nothing that's going to separate you from the love of God? He says, I will look again toward thy holy temple. You know what? That temple hasn't moved. God hasn't moved. And He still seeks His face. But Jonah has a change of heart here which is what most people need. You need to turn back to God. Or turn to God. In all thy ways, acknowledge Him. He shall direct thy paths. And that's what we need, that change of heart. And God is still right there. All the time, even though I've messed up and I've had to get right, God's still just been right there for me. Every time. I think of that prodigal son. He didn't have to inquire about the whereabouts where the father's house was. He knew where it was. He only had to have in his heart to desire to return. Some people, they can get better in that correction. You know what? And they don't come back. Sometimes they'll say, you know what, I don't want to deal with that church. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with God. Those people, those mariners threw me overboard. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Well, let me tell you something. You're not going to stand up there at the judgment seat and say that. You might say it, but I don't think it's going to work. (laughs) Because I know what God told me. God said, but what did I do? Nothing. Man, he's there. The father never moved. He was always looking. I mean, that's God. I think we'll just close with that. I didn't, I apologize. I didn't get nowhere close to where I was going to go. You get a bunch written down, but. The Lord will help you. He's always been there for me. I can't... We could go around this room and have testimony after testimony after testimony after testimony. Maybe sometime we could just share them, but we can even bring this book back a little bit. You know what I mean? 
God answered my prayer. God's been a blessing to me. God corrected me. Even when I was unworthy, I sought Him and He forgave me. He helped me. And He's still my the God of my life. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank You for this day. Lord, I thank You for Your Word. Lord, I thank You for correcting me. Lord, I thank You for this book. Lord, I just pray, Lord, You just... Uh, Lord, make sense of anything I might have messed up, Lord. And just, Lord, thank You for this book. Lord, thank You for Your Son. Lord, thank You for the shed blood, Lord, and just uh, the forgiveness of sins. Lord, thank You for everybody here. Lord, I pray everybody gets home safely, Lord, and just uh, be back here for basic, Lord, and for Wednesday night service, Lord. And I pray for our pastor, Lord, and his healing, and Lord, everybody else. And Lord, just thank You for everyone here and bless them. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.